everyone, welcome to the first episode of Mending Series. Today we have our lovely guest here, Shikemi, who will be sharing her personal experience from her childhood. Hi Shikemi, you're welcome. So what do you have for us today? What's the gist? Hello everyone. Hi Miriam. Um, okay, I'll just be gisting about my childhood, like you said. Yeah, let's go. Alrighty. Okay, so growing up, I was an extroverted, bubbly, happy, playful, everyone of me. Like I can remember growing um, growing up, my parents would have to go from one house to the other looking for me when it's time to sleep or retire, right? When they're back from work. My siblings, I have two older siblings, they'll be home. But she came, it's not possible. They have to look for me. They'll just be knocking for one day. Sorry, she came, she came. You know? Where you I, was very... one? <laughs> I was just really playful. Where you the last then... one? No, no, no. I have uh, a younger brother. But then, this, when I was three, four, I'm, I'm six years older than my younger brother. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it took a while before they gave it up. Oh. I was just, <laughs> I was always everywhere. But, you know, my parents were just okay with it. I think they were not worried, per se. Of course, they would still spark me, talk like, why are you always everywhere? What's your problem? This, this, this. But I'm, really... <laughs> I'm a typical African parent, right? But they were not worried like that because I was doing well in school. So, I mean... Oh, she... And then... <laughs> then... I'll come back home and then bedwet, everything, everything. Because, oh. I mean, you've played all day now. What does they have to do? I have to wear the bed. But... <laughs> Uh, then that, that was basically um where I was until I started to withdraw. I became really quiet. Um, you wouldn't see me around my siblings. My parents knew something was up with me. My parents knew something was up with me, but they could not. But they couldn't. They didn't know what it was, right? Because okay. my yeah, like my mom would come around like she came. Something is is wrong with you. Why yeah, are you in the room? Why are you alone? I couldn't process mm-hmm. it, you know. I couldn't really explain what was wrong with me, what was going on in my head. But I knew something was off, like, I, but I didn't know what it was. Thankfully, I went to a girls' home school. I, I think that helped me transition into the teenage um, years. I think that it would have been worse if I had gone to, like, a mixed school because I didn't even understand my body or what was going on with me. So when I got to school, I think, you know, I was not able to, you know, in my head, I could now, uh, what's the word now, frame the words in my mind, even though I couldn't say it out. You know, then as a child, I, I didn't know what was off, but I knew something was off. But into the teenagers, I, I could now frame it in my head, but I couldn't say it out that, okay, yeah, she came, you've been, you've been violated, you've been touched, right? Yeah. Then I, <laughs> and then I think it's like coming to me because... I remember I would sleep, I would have like terrible nightmares, I would wake up, I'll be sweating, really scared, like, okay, okay, uh, what's this? Then I started to remember that, okay, uh, when I was four, there was an uncle that touched me, like a neighbor that touched me, and that went on for years. There were other, you know, I was just playful, I was that child, I was everywhere. So, of course, <laughs> there were different I brought there were different abusers around, you know, that just took advantage of me. And then it was then I started to recollect, to remember that, oh, yeah, this happened to you. 
and then there was now that shame and guilt that oh you are not normal you're not you're not like all these other girls like these other girls that you're looking at they're like fine they are prim they are proper everything is going on well for them but you know you're never okay i know they started teaching us poverty I mean, this you have your breasts, you have this. I also they are not supposed to touch it, but they have touched my own. Hey, even though it was like oranges oh or the small, small stuff. You're trying to make it funny. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> an intense topic. I just have a quick question. So, how long did that um violation go for? How long did that uncle touch you for? I uh, if I, from what I can remember, because yeah. I started to recollect from when I was like four. We went on till I was 10. And the reason it told us because we moved from that environment. I see. And was it related to you or was it like a neighbor? No, no. Yeah. It was a neighbor, like a neighbor okay. in his 30s. It was oh a neighbor God. in his 30s. It was like a, a Christian, he said. Was he married? No, he wasn't. It was a single. So my mom, of course, I'm not blaming my mom, but you know, my mom was still my mom is very very hospitable so um where we grew up we grew up in like this story three-story buildings and then there was the ground floor there was this 30 something year old single guy that was a christian he had his house was a studio where you know gospel artists would come to record if you had then they had any uh christian in quotes competition for you know musicals it was one of it was always one of the judges it was just a big deal so there's no way my parents would have been would have, would have been, you get you get yeah. so my mom would cook my mom would actually cook normally would come to our house to eat if it does not come around my mom would cook and then tell us or me to take it to him and then he had um musical instruments in his house like and i love to play keyboards drum out even though i'll just play rubbish but then in my head i'm going to uncle this house i want to go give him food and i'll allow me to play with his uh, keyboard it would allow me to play with this with that so you know i was always excited to go to the house to give him the food i didn't know then that i was touching it was later i started to recollect that wait when i what does i used to go to this guy's house he used to actually carry me to his bed right so, you know, when I started to remember that, I just felt really useless, like broken, like, okay, you're not normal. And then I couldn't tell anyone, right? Um, that, that just changed it for me. It changed basically the, the realization or let me say the reality of what had happened to me that I could not process. And because, you know, in my head, I was a very smart child. How come I didn't know that was wrong? right how come i didn't know um was doing something to me how come i did i stole my parents everything i was like talkative how come i didn't just my mom about it you know and this was just me having this boardroom meeting in my head it's me i'll be the i'll be the one asking the question i'll be the one giving the answer everything is in my head you know so i just came to the conclusion that maybe maybe i was the bad girl right i, I must have been the bad girl because if I was smart, then I must have known everything I was doing to me was wrong. But she I didn't tell me. anyone. She came yes. I think it's because we were not properly given that education at that Education, age. yes. Exactly. Yes. So we didn't even know what was happening, if it was right or wrong. Like, nobody exactly. can blame you. You were young, so four years old. Yeah, that is it with, with parents. But I'm just really happy now that I'm a parent. Uh, 
now know about sex education. People are now talking to their children about it. At a very young age. Yes, they're no longer saying this is uh, kokoro, like kokoro is like insect or something in Yoruba for, to describe the penis or something. You know, they are not calling this what it is. This is yeah. it. This is what this is. They shouldn't touch you. But then, I mean, I was born in the okay early 90s. I didn't know. I did not know that. So I just felt, you know, in my in my head, as a smart child, I thought I was. This person said, I must have known that, that it was wrong, but still, I didn't tell anyone about it. Then something must have been up with me. So I grew I grew up with the shame from that age 10. I grew up with that shame, uh, guilt, and then constant nightmares. So I was really, really depressed. But I didn't know it was called depression that time now. Or till now, then rather I didn't know. I mean, that's the name for it, depression. But I knew waking up was really tough. I just want to sleep for hours. Like, don't just touch me. Let's not wake up today. Let's not go to class. You know, I'm just stay in bed all day. And then, anyway, you're saying people that poor gathering like crowd. People let me not go there because in my head, when people just seem like they'll just sit on my head, like, hey, something's wrong with this girl. So I was always hiding. You won't see me with people. And then, you know, the, the normal me, that's the child in me, is actually very friendly. I want to smile with people. I want to talk to you. But the, the me you are seeing really doesn't want that. I don't want you to talk to me, then detect that I'm broken. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, so just a lot of uh, extreme sports. That was just, <laughs> I was going in my own, in my head. I mean, I lived with that for, 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 I was very cranky. I used to be the very friendly sibling in the house. I was no longer friendly. I don't even want my sibling. I'm like, you guys should just stay somewhere. Let me do my day. But I was very cranky. Um, there was just a lot of mixed emotions. When I see people happy, I'm wondering, as why are people happy? What's going on in your life? Like, I was a teenager. Like, I'm talking about, I was a, I'm talking about 10. I was a teenager. 10, 11, 12, 13. Through my, out, like, 18, 19, 20. I was just like that. Very cranky, bitter. Don't even touch me. I can bite you. Oh, my but, God. <laughs> that was all going on in my head. That's the funny thing. I was not expressive. It was always going on in my head. I want to bite you, but it's not like I'll bite you. So I'm just, I don't know. I don't want people around. I don't want you to see me. I just want to be alone. You know, that just, that, that was basically, I was really broken. I was bitter, angry, nothing happy, nothing, nothing happy was going on in my head or in my life, in my, in, in my mind. When I see people happy, joyful, I'm like, ah, I just feel normal. I'm with this life together. I'm with this life together. Mm-hmm. Remember, I was smiling. I'm wondering, sorry, what are you reading that? What are you happy? <laughs> you get. I was just that that person, but um, that was basically my childhood, and then the effect it, it's had on me. That's where I realized what had happened to me. You know, I was just blaming yeah. myself. Funny thing is, I never blamed the abuse. I didn't say anything he did wrong or the other abusers because it wasn't the only one, but it was the major one. I never, I didn't say, I never blamed them. I thought they were okay. I was the bad one because I mean, I was smart. How come I didn't voice out? Then there were other children growing up. So how come they did not touch them? I was the only one they touched. Then I must have been the bad girl. So yeah, that was just me. Very, like 
a big ball of shame and anything anything negative just since that was me so but okay. things changed for me um in 400 level so that means i lived as a bitter angry person from age 10 till i was in 400 level and then i mean god wow. god is god is amazing you know i can just imagine god looking at me and like she can just come here let's talk you know you know going to church was a lot of work like why why do people forcing me to go to church but my parents cannot tell them that you haven't going to you you won't go to church that's the one no you cannot now say you will not go to church or you not even do something in church so i was in church and i was an active member of the church but i was i was not happy i wasn't happy there was nothing joyful going on in church for me like sorry people talking about life and resurrection what are you saying here are you all okay you know um but then in 400 level i grew up in learning by the way so all this happened okay. to me in Illinois. then in 400 level i hated learning so much you know it was just that place that would always remind me of how broken i i was because i can't say i am now i was so um 400 level when it was time for my it you know how god is you would always orchestrate so you will never see it coming in my head i was just going to leave Ilori and go to lagos for my it i'd planned that with my brother um funny enough my siblings are like the best ever i don't even know how those people coped with me but thank god i'm fine now so they are saying like <laughs> i think they've always seen the good side of me that yeah <laughs> something's just chopping on your head you're not this person that is always yeah. this for us you know um so when it was time for me to go for my it my parents just started negotiating that no you can't go to lagos i was like ah, my brother said she comes to lagos for my it now that i will see a proper i'll see a proper company to work for i know that my parents started negotiating with me that i should not worry when they want to pay me the company i'll go to that they will pay me ah, i was like what did they send these people to me what's the people i was in this place mm-hmm. <laughs> how to leave this place i'll go to and i present even have like fresh air uh, I didn't even just say about my relationships. That was another, maybe another, yeah, just for another day. But okay. it definitely affected my relationship with boys. If you're like, if you're even like a good boy, if you're like a good boy, like you, you, ha- you are wearing proper clothes, you have sense, you're not going to church, you spot everything. I cannot even like you because it's not possible. The person that abused me was a good guy, always looking, you know, praying proper. He was a church guy, everything. Church so guy. Like, Yes, but like that kind of person that has sense. If you have sense, then you now dress well, you are smelling nice, you are speaking <laughs> sense, sense, things. I can't like you because my head, you are pretending. Exactly. <laughs> you are going to, you're up to something. But if, but if you look damaged, like a part of your life is not balanced, and you're not asking me, I'm like, yeah, you're speaking my language. Oh this my gosh. <laughs> so you were just going towards people that were not good for you, basically. They were broken. Too, that yeah. has something of because it just makes sense that we deserve each other, right? You are broken. So this you set standards like really low. Do you get there? This person that is speaking proper, I'm thinking is not even no, this person is up to something, right? Yeah. So but this person that is broken, I mean I can see that it's broken and it's not lying to me. So you look like my kind of yeah, I mean you are throwing me the right vibe, you are saving each other the right energy. That person will just look nice for me right so that was part of my relationship uh but for some of course for let me not say for some weird reason 
definitely God. Good guys just used to come my way. I'm like, God forbid. I cannot date you. Like, you're not normal. Something's wrong with you. Right? Uh, now, back to how everything just changed for me. So, my parents started negotiating. My mom was like, oh, she would always drop me at work. She will come get me. My dad would cook my, uh, what's his name? Breakfast, pack it. They'll give me money. Give me everything. Like, she came, don't worry. Just stay alone. I was like, who's doing these people? But in the later, I just said, okay, let me just, she is six months. Let me stay here. So, I decided to just do my IT in Lauren. But I was very angry. I was angry. I was not even happy with them at all. Even though they were doing everything for me. But I would cook, pack my food. My mom would take me to work, bring me back home. They would give me money, anything. Just don't go to Lagos. <laughs> I don't know why my dad was scared of the Lagos. So. And that's why I now live now. But that's by the way. Uh, so, you know, one day, my, my laptop started misbehaving, and I needed someone to fix it for me. Now, there was a guy I met when we went to one church camp. Like I told you, you cannot tell my parents, I'm not doing anything in church. It's not possible. So, um, I I remembered that, oh, yeah, I met a guy on camp, and, you know, he, he does all this computer, blah, 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 laptop-ish. So, yeah. right, so I... I went there that day to drop my laptop. When I got there, there was uh, a young guy there. His name is Emmanuel. So Emmanuel came there. Emmanuel was working or was learning from the guy. Emmanuel was uh, a final year student, University of Illinois. Was about to go. Was I, don't know, I think it was done. It was going waiting for NYC. But it was just finding a time there. So he does all this computer, laptop repairs and all that. So it was the one the guy assigned to work on my laptop. So the the guy I met uh, met on camp that I was actually doing of the place was not telling me because I mean even if, if we ever talked then there's no I will not tell you that he paid the lorry I would have told you <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been there so okay. anyone that cared anyone that cares I will just say that I learned that rubbish place you know but it was because of the history. So the mm-hmm. guy was telling my that see this, she came here. This girl does not like Hillary at all. Ah, so the man was like, how could you not like Hillary? Hillary's I'm like, oh, this new story, story for the gods was my own. So the guy was now telling me that, oh, is it because you don't have friends around? Then can I introduce me to cool friends? Sometimes I was like, hey, friends, I beg, I beg, go. Just tell your own. I don't want friends. But, you know, just kept insisting. Oh, don't worry. I'll show you around. I think you like Lauren. Lauren this and that. Okay. I said, okay. And that's a problem now. So, I was like, oh, that he has a fellowship he attends every Sunday by 4 p.m. That, um, so, he just asked if he could come to the house to pick me. Oh, I told him, oh, okay. And we can go Sunday, right? So, I went home. That's that's one another strange testimony because no man would have said, no, no. I don't understand. Fellowship, you guy, come and pick me. You know, when I got home that day, I told my dad that, oh, um, there's one Emmanuel guy that will come pick me by 4 p.m. on Sunday for one fellowship. My dad was like, oh, fantastic. Around 3.30 p.m. Because you would never see me out. I'm definitely always in my room. So if, you, if I should tell my dad I would like to go, go out, it's like a big deal. My dad would just start reminding you. So I came to the room around some minutes to fall. Like, oh, she came here, not dressed. Are you not going out again? I told him I would still go out now. I'm just waiting for the guy. Around four o'clock, he came again. Four, so it was just coming, pestering. So I, I had to dress up, of course. I don't even know why I told him I was, I was going to go out by 4 p.m. Because it was just around. She kept, I ain't not going out again. I ain't not going out again. Don't <laughs> so, when the guy came, <laughs> so when the guy came eventually, you know, my dad just rushed to the room. She came in. The guy is there to pick you for the fellowship. 
so my dad came to the room gave me a tea fed that okay i should go then i should just come back on time i was like okay fine so we went we got to the fellowship pool sorry she came in for our yes, listeners yes. that don't know what tea means tea is transportation fair oh, <laughs> so you can continue <laughs> we have questions <laughs> as you <laughs> know okay sorry transportation fair so we got to the fellowship then i saw really young people i mean very young people talking about God with so much excitement. You know, the kind of people I did not really like them. They were just really happy sharing testimony of God's goodness. Wow. <laughs> Is this guy... So this guy brought me to this place. Like, are you whining me? So he keeps coming and carrying me in my house to come to this place like this. You know, they, they were just really happy people. They were really happy, enjoying life, discussing, gisting, you know. And the fellowship was not the typical, uh, open your Bible, let's it's just... The founder, his name is Maya Wagidado. Now I call him Small Pops. Okay. I mean, that guy is an angel. You know, it would just come around. I just play, like, give you an example, then tell you as a Christian, how do you respond to this? You get. So it was just like, you guys are gisting. That was basically how the, the fellowship used to run. I don't know about now. You know, so people just talk about how in school this happened, that one happened. I was just looking at them. When he, when, when he turned, uh, when it was time for introduction, I was the first time I asked something, something looked at me. I was just looking, I couldn't talk, of course, because you know, panic attacks. Anytime I see a strange, like them, or like you see, like strange faces, I'm scared already that man, they're just going to read me, they'll see that something's up in me. I'm not okay, I'm not fine, <laughs> you know. Uh, I couldn't talk. My friend did the introduction, so after the fellowship, after the fellowship, the youth there, they would hangouts like in the compound a typical house in the has a very big compound right so you would have your main you would have the building then you now plenty space for to park cars to jesus that's like a typical house in the so you know they would hang out they would drink cocktail cookies that they would now just like you know they will pair up i just be just about their the previous week so when they were doing that i just located one corner and sat there in my earpiece, so just listening and happy with myself. So the father came around, I was like, Oh, why are you not mingling? I was like, What happened now? Why is this guy? <laughs> can you mind your business, you? please? <laughs> can you just do your delivery day by day? But you know, it just kept pestering me. I should talk to people. I didn't answer him. I just told him, ah, Let me just stay like this. You know, when I was about to leave that day, he went inside, brought two journals, and he gave me. I was like, um, she can now like you to read these journals. It's personal journals. Now I keep journals like a lot. And it, it made me cultivate the habit. So he gave me two journals and he was like, She gave me please read this when you get home. Ha, huh, I was ready. So I collected it from him. My friend took me back home. And then you know, when I go home, they found out called me. That's my Wagida And you know, we're just talking. And then, you know, there was this fake in that village people, they've located me again. This is a good girl calling me again. I was a good, prim, proper, normal guy. Because, like, oh. what happened? Why do you want to talk to me? But I know he just kept talking to me. Everybody journals. Okay, so eventually I now had to open it by force because it would not let me rest. No, and I just started reading it. And, you know, I was just reading about his conversation with God. I was just thinking that, ah, it's God. Is God this real? I said, can we talk to God like this? 
is it this concerned about us? Like he knows all this, everything about us. Like you know, he had stuff in his Bible mm-hmm. about when he messed up, and he just talked to God about it, and God just told him what he was supposed to have done. I was really surprised. Wait, this God is real, like to someone, someone is experiencing God this way. You know, so I, I had questions. I wanted to ask him questions. I just had all those things going on in my head. Should I ask him? You know, that me, I was still thinking about, okay, I have those questions. Should I ask him how did he uh, start this journey with God? I mean, maybe I can talk to this God so he can help me with all these plenty, plenty things that's just always going on in my yeah. head. But, uh, you know, he just called me one day and he, uh, still that same week ago. Like, he did not even give me a bonus space. It was just, you know, back to back, bumper to bumper. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I just called me and I was like, she came in, so do you have questions for me? So I was like, okay. Um, you know, I was asking him, he was answering me. And then we 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 uh, started talking. He just told me, um, he asked if I could see him the next day in his office. I was like, okay. <laughs> that's got to to that level. Go to the hotel now. <laughs> I mean, we've reached that level. Mm-hmm. Before I slept that day, he told me, he said something to me, and um, something about she came in, more like, I know your story. Something like that. And that he didn't say it that way, but it was more like, I know your story. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't sleep. That made me, you know, that made me interested in going to the to the office because I was like, wait, though, how can you know my story? Me that on this day, like, my secret. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I secret all these years. So now, now come and tell me, you know, that beg, I beg. Don't even joke with me. Because that was my whole life has finished now. This was that big. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this was that I've been hiding for years. That yeah. means people, people are, have been seeing this. Like, they've been reading, they've been reading me. And that was what I was avoiding. I didn't want anyone to be able to see through me. But there's someone that just met me one and he's telling me something. I, oh God, please don't even joke with me. I've been calm down. <laughs> when I was, I was really, I was interested. Okay, let me even see. Like, what, what does he know? So I carried myself. I was like, if we die, we die. I'm not sure I know what this guy knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I went to his office and then I was like, do, do you want to talk to me? Like, do, do you want to talk about Tishikemi? And something, I don't know what, def- then, I didn't know, but definitely was the Holy Spirit because it was just talking to me. And then for the first time in my, in my life, my entire, that, that, like, over, over how many years now? I'm trying to think. That should be like, nine, no, no, more than, like, 20 years, something like that. I admit it, like, I said it out loud, like, yeah, I was. For the first time. For the first time. You know, I never said it out, like, never, not to myself. You never, never told your parents. No, no, no. There's no way. <laughs> guy, guy, guy. Oh I never admit. I never admit to myself. <laughs> you know, yeah. then coming out to tell someone, that was a no-no. So I, I was already in 400 level, like I said. But the first time I just said, I was abused. And I, I broke down. I cried cried for the first time i admitted the old weight you know the old weight of the guilt the shame just overshadowed me like i cried i cried so much and you know it didn't say sorry it didn't say don't cry it just got me like <laughs> toilet papers you no know, just giving me one after the other like just be crying 
I, I can take it all, you know. I just and I just sat across me. I cried. I cried so much. And he was like, okay, please tell me about it. So I started. You know, things I did not even know happened. I, I, I started to remember them. Things I had forgotten. You know, to them, I just had this, well, what's the name? Faint memories of, oh, yeah, I think this person did this, that person. But, you know, when I was talking, I could remember everything. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, the first time I admitted to myself and to someone else that these people actually touched me. And then... Sorry, you said people, more yeah. than one person. Yes, yes, people, you know. So I admitted for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then when I was done with all of my... <laughs> When I was not willing, because can I never call that I was not crying, that was willing. When I was not willing, <laughs> when I was not willing, it just looked at me, and you know, just like the 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 right word, my the child in me wanted to hear all along, and he just said it was like she came in. It was not your fault. I was like, what? Oh. What? You know, it was just the, it was just the right thing the child in me wanted to hear. And it just went on. It wasn't your fault. You were a child. You were innocent. You didn't know. You know, I didn't want her to, you know, I, in my head, you know, the, the major stuff in my head was, oh, I should have known. I was a very smart child. This and this. It didn't even go yeah. to that. It didn't say, uh, don't beat yourself. It just said, it was not your fault. You were a child. And you were innocent. And I mean, it was okay for you to have been innocent at that age, right? And then, you know, when it was done, he just said, and God is not mad at you. God isn't angry. You know, I read about his conversation with God. You know, for me, it was just like that, that um, Samaritan woman story in the Bible. Yeah. Where she, she had, that was my experience. That was my salvation story. Exactly my salvation. You know, Jesus just met her at well. You know, she had all these defenses. That was me. I was very defensive. Like, no, Gida, don't stay like this. Like, don't talk to me. You know, and then she had all these, this and that, back and forth with Jesus. And then Jesus told everything that had happened to her. That was my experience. I, I, I mean, I was very defensive. I didn't want to talk to my Wagidado, but it kept coming after me till, till he told me everything that had happened to me. And then I now had to tell him myself that, okay, yes, this happened. Like I gave him the, the real story. Yeah. And that, my sleep that night was different. It gave me imagine. a Give me a book, like start writing, like journal. Just so, so now I, I keep you see journals everywhere in my house, even on my phone. I just I write a lot, a lot. And then you know, I got home that day, I was jumping, I was everywhere, I was in the sitting room, just with my parents. I, I was wondering what was going on with me, like, wait, something has happened to she came because I was just really excited. I know the normal, the small voice that, I, that would always come at me to attack me, like this small, small guilt that you'd be hearing in your head. You're damaged. You're not okay. You're not like every other person. You're, you know, when it came at me that day, you know, my response was, it was not my fault. It wasn't my fault. I was just really excited. When I was going to bed, I was just like, see, the same way you revealed yourself to my Wagidado, that without me saying anything to him, it could it could sense my pain. It could I mean it could help me. I really want to know you, Jesus. I want to have this relationship with you. Just help me. I don't want to feel this way again. I want to be happy, like you know the youth I saw on my Wagidado's fellowship. I want to be able to tell people about you. 
yeah so yeah august 13 2013 i became i, I started this journey like my mending journey and it's been amazing it's mm-hmm. been amazing it's been like you know it's 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 a brand new process it's every every day it's it's something new for me but then i'm just really grateful i'm grateful for <laughs> i'm grateful to god mm-hmm. i'm grateful for imaiwa gidado that saw me i mean i'm just really grateful i'm grateful yeah, now I can talk about it. No shame, no guilt. I mean, smiling, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just wow. really good. Oh, wow, oh, that was a really touching story. Like, and you're right. From everything you said, it's not all kids that get abused when they were young, and you mm-hmm. felt like you were the bad one. Like it was your yeah. fault, and it's really wasn't your fault you were a child it wasn't your fault that you weren't educated about what that was you didn't know you were ignorant about it and you carried that in your heart for 20 whole years yeah can imagine a child that was extroverted became introverted overnight you 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 lost your joy you lost your peace of mind for how many years like no child should have to go through that and we can change this actually we can start with this new generation and educate our children educate your cousins your younger ones on what their body parts are what Mm -hmm. an abuse means and immediately report and let them know it is not their fault like wow shikemi thank you so much for sharing your story i just have a quick question yeah. Okay. Let's a question. Okay. So this um this man, this or these people, like, do you still talk to them? Do you know them right now? I really, I really didn't. <laughs> no, I do not know where they are. Um, I don't even know about them again, again. <laughs> no, I don't. Wow. I don't. Well, it's good, like keeping the past in the past because yeah, at the end of the day, we've moved, we've moved on, <laughs> yes. and and we thank God for His grace for bringing us. To where we are right now thank god thank god for that guy that actually saw you noticed you and wanted to help you we need a lot of people like that out there yes like we are all thankful to him yeah send him our thanks we're really thankful wow shikemi thank you very much for your story you are really brave for having me wow 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 okay everyone i'm very sure you've enjoyed shikemi's story and we'll be having another guest speaker next week 7 30 on monday and i'm really excited to talk with our new guest speaker so if you'd like to talk to us or talk to any of our guests or ask any questions or leave a comment please send us an email at mendingng at gmail.com and we'll be very happy to listen to you uh, so that's all from us today so have a lovely week everyone i remain your host mariana miko mending signing out <laughs>